helping miracles happen in mid-Missouri. I believe in miracles. The Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon on Y107. Man, you listen to uh, Brody's story and his mom, Ashley, and, and just go, you just, that's just it. You, you never know. You have a wonderful pregnancy. Everything's going great. And then suddenly your world changes. And in those most dire moments to have the staff at uh, MU Healthcare's Children's Hospital that can just embrace you and wrap, your arms around, wrap their arms around you and let you know everything is going to be absolutely okay. That's why we do what we do every year with this, this the 17th annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. 17 years. That's incredible. It's amazing. It's uh, Carson. It's Kristen. And we have uh, a family sitting in front of us. Um, you know, they were talking about how, uh, how Brody there is pretty precocious now. Um, I would use those same words for Riley. She is, <laughs> she is one of those kids that we were hanging out last year talking. And I was so excited to see her again this year. And uh, she's a ball of energy, Mom. Is she not? That she is. <laughs> she is definitely uh, truthful. Uh, she's also on the spectrum as well as having type 1. So she uh, she doesn't lie. And if she does, she's horrible at it. So it's fine. <laughs> but she will tell you the truth. Uh, we actually talked to Cat Country earlier. And he goes, oh, well, you draw me a picture because she loves to draw. Okay. And she was like, no. <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> that, that, that's one thing I've learned about Riley is you don't tell Riley what to do. It's, it's, she's like a cat. Good <laughs> that's way to exactly a good way to describe her. Riley's time. That's and her super favorite animal. There okay. you go. <laughs> well, we have three cats, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> you have two, two fat, fat ones and one there. one and a kitten. All right. <laughs> well, so let's go back to kind of to the beginning. Like we do talk about a lot of pregnancy and infancy and all that, but MU is a children's hospital, and it was five years old that Riley got diagnosed. I mean, she had a hugely high blood sugar number. It was like in the thousands. Yeah, we went to her doctor who was an Elden at the time, her pediatrician who we've been seeing for, you know, since she was born. And he's a type 1 diabetic himself. Oh, wow. And he was, I called him and I told him what was going on. And he goes, bring her in right now. I'm on my lunch break. Bring her in. I'll see her. That's crazy. And we got, so I immediately, I just like left work. I was like, didn't say anything. I was just like, bye and just out. Grabbed her, ran to Eldon from Jefferson City, and they tested her blood sugar. She was like 700, 800, something like that. And I made, you know, the drive to Columbia to Women's and Children's. He's like, you know, it's going to be about a three-day stay. You know, it's, it was like a week and a half because it, it was not good. Oh. By the time we got there, which, you know, it's roughly a 30-minute drive from Colum- from Jeff City to Columbia. Made it there in about... 15. I mean, <laughs> it's your kid. It's been, yeah. it's been five years, so no one can give me a ticket anymore. It's fine. <laughs> you know I don't need an ambulance. I can drive faster. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to get my own little light or something. But we got her to the hospital by the time they had checked her in, got her into a room, which was immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, they immediately tested her blood sugar to see what kind of insulin they needed to give her, and she was already over a thousand. And they're looking at her going, How are you walking? How are you talking? You should be in a coma. You should be dead. When when they tell you this, your your daughter has a blood sugar in the thousands. What is that immediate reaction in your brain? I was completely shocked by the entire thing because I always kind of thought it was more of a hereditary thing, mm-hmm. and it's not in our family at all that we that we know of anywhere. And 
you know, I was shocked to begin with, and then I'm getting overwhelmed with all this information about it, and then they're giving me needles to poke my own kid with, and she's screaming and crying and packing up into the hospital bed, saying, Mommy, don't hurt me, and I'm in tears. And then I made the nurses do it most of the time, except for when they were like, you have to do it. And I was like, fine. But, <laughs> you know, and they're giving us basically like a crash course in type 1 diabetes to send us home. But our blood sugar still wasn't, cur- you know, acting correctly. So we were there longer than we were supposed to be. But we got, you know, got all that information. And I was sitting there at one point. My husband had to go back to work. And plus we have another daughter. And... I was just sitting there, and she had fallen asleep, and it just kind of hit me. And child life had kind of snuck in, saw she was asleep and was about to leave. And she kind of looked at me, and she goes, are you okay? And I'm like, I was like, no. I was like, but I'm, I'm, I got to like burst into tears. I could just flew out of me. And when you think child life, I mean, they, they do make it comfortable for the kids. Like, they made her stay is amazing. She always says she's bored and she hates it, but they make it, they, 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 they uh, trust me. A regular hospital they spoil would spoil <laughs> her quite a bit. I won't lie. But they're they're pretty familiar with her, unfortunately. But you know, she just came over and she she sat there for a good hour and talked to me. And she's like, "You can do this." Mm-hmm. She's like, "You're her mom. You got her here. You saved your life. You know, you can do this." And you know, just her talking to me, and I kind of was thinking like. You know, you're a child life specialist. This isn't your job to talk to me and make me feel better. You're here for my daughter. And she goes, I'm here for you, too. And she didn't have to sit there for an hour. She could have left and gone and done something or, heck, you know, took a break, whatever. But she didn't. She sat there and she comforted me. And that made a lot of difference to me. And we've got a relationship with nurses there. Um, We've got a, I mean, we love all the nurses on the peace floor and then in in the picky as well. But Marnie, which I hope hears this somewhere, I'm going to say it everywhere we go, because I love her so much. Uh, she is Riley's favorite nurse, and Riley is her favorite patient. She sees her name, even if she's not her nurse. She will come check on her. She waited, last time we were admitted, she waited till she got off shift at whatever time it was, I don't remember now, and came in and just checked on her and you know sat with her for a while. And... You know, we're friends on Facebook. We talk to each other, and it's just wow. kind of like, you know, that's that's nice. It, it, they don't treat her like an animal chart. They treat her like she is their own kid. Like it was like it's her own kid that has diabetes and is laying in this bed. It's a family, wow. exactly. And it and it's like our our second family. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the uh, child life specialist that sat down with you? I don't. I really okay. wish I did. Uh, I, there was a lot going blonde. through your head at that moment. That's all I got. <laughs> but I mean, just that is is the staff at the hospital of obviously Marnie now, but just that child life mo- uh, specialist when you're alone, she's asleep, everybody's left you, and you're in that moment of it's been in intense chaos, and now, oh my gosh, how do I do this? And for them exactly. to stop and be there for you in that moment. That's exactly what we hear time and time again of this hospital and why this hospital is so important and what they do and how awesome their staff is. Exactly, because like I just was sitting there and I'm like, how am I going to do this? Like you know, I have to poke my own kid with needles. Yeah. I've got to do finger poke checks. 
you know, certain intervals, and that means I'm having to get up in the middle of the night or stay up later, you know, basically look at her blood sugar, try to figure out what it's doing. And with her, we never know what it's doing because she's her own kind of diabetic is what her doctor calls her. <laughs> but her. Her numbers just kind of do what they want. And, you know, there are nights where I'm up all night or I'm on the phone with her doctor or I'm taking her to the hospital or... You know, I'm just torturing her all night, poking her with different needles, and yeah. and I don't like it, but I've gotten better at it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I well, don't freak out quite as much. From what I understand, though, and we could pass the mic over to Riley on this one, because from what I understand, uh, you don't even have to worry about that anymore, because... Here's Riley, who's doing a lot of this herself. Yes, at 10 years old, she can do her own finger pokes, which she's been doing actually for quite a few years now. She can do her own carb calculations to determine how much insulin she needs. She can figure out her own dose. She double checks it with me, just so you know. Yeah. She's not doing the wrong number. She's smart. She's she's better at math than I am. I'm I'm not good at math at all. Probably better than me. I see, I see that she still manages to get A's, even though she sees nine to ten doctors. Like you're, a, yeah. you're an A student. Like, we can pound that. Smart. We can pound that. She was literally in the hospital majority of the school year a couple years ago, and she still got straight A's. Oh, my gosh. She girl. has straight awesome. A's right now. Amazing. And she still, I mean, she hasn't missed as much school. We haven't been hospitalized, knock on wood, this year, like we were last year. But she doesn't let it get to her she just she still smiles all the time she's happy she's running around being you know as mean as she can be to me because well <laughs> she thinks it's funny i guess I, yeah you're a mini me i know i have i have attitude it's funny i would say yeah speci- specifically i see that you love art and i know that uh <laughs> the uh, one of the other stations asked you to draw a picture and what did you say no no yeah. you set those boundaries girl <laughs> no. you know what if you don't want to draw you don't have to draw but what kind of what do you love to do with art I like to um, like draw people, but not Pacific people. Not who, like, so then what people? I kind of like. Um, I just don't really draw Pacific people. Okay. okay. I just like draw. Just draw. You just draw whatever comes to your head. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that is amazing, and you're able to do all this because you have this team at the hospital that helps you, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's your experience with the hospital been like? Uh. Um, <laughs> She's doing the so-so. <laughs> I mean, they poke you with needles, right? Like, that's not ever a fun experience. No. But, yeah. Do you but, ever get to do anything fun at the hospital? Um, yeah. Like what? what? Like, um, my first got diagnosed at the hospital for diabetes. Like, give us toys and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, Legos. Comic books. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Stealing Legos from other children. <laughs> That's funny. Nah, but, but yeah, go ahead. You can play there and just be a kid, even yeah. though you have all that other stuff Watch going TV. on. Watch TV. Watch TV. Oh, okay. Free food. Free. This doesn't <laughs> Why sound too bad. Why would you want to leave there? <laughs> this is a hospital we're talking about, right? <laughs> it's like a hotel at this point. We live, we live there. Just give me your own room. In the, in the moments of all that you went through and to see where she is now, Caitlin, what do you have to say to those who are sitting on the fence going, well, I don't, I don't know if I need to donate? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've listened to this radiothon before. Like, I was pregnant with her. I remember. 
I was pregnant with her at the time and listening to it. And, of course, the stories are obviously, some are, some end happy, some end sadly. Some are just kind of sad to be in general. And I was hormonal, so, of course, I cried. <laughs> but I'm sitting there going, I've always been that person going, I'm never going to need that. Like, why would I, you know, that's money I could be using to go get or go do something or go get Starbucks or go buy a new pair a shirt or something, you know. But... You know, her younger sister at two months old spent her first Valentine's Day at Women's and Children's for a week and a half and almost died from RSV. Wow. And if it wasn't for that hospital be or you know, this hospital being so close, she would have died. Because we didn't have we wouldn't have had the oxygen that she needed at the hospital she was at before. And with Riley, if she you know, if we hadn't had women's and children's and if people who donate she wouldn't have her Legos. She wouldn't be able to be entertained while she is sitting there in a hospital bed. You know, as an adult, yeah, you can sit yourself and watch some crime shows or something. <laughs> but kids don't have that kind of attention span. And on top of that, they're scared. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a time she got admitted and she looked at me and she goes, Mom, am I going to die? And I, I broke down in tears. Like, I'm trying not to right now, but... And I... It, it breaks my heart because I don't want her to die. And I looked at her and I was like, no, I would never let you die. I would give my life for yours. And I, and I said, and I know every nurse in here and every doctor that sees you would do the same. Her doctor adores her. We see Dr. Bacharach and he is absolutely amazing. And he will, he, he may not you know, officially say it, but he still does. You know, she's his favorite patient. <laughs> He loves seeing her, and she doesn't understand why. And I'm like, because you are who you are. But she smiles through everything. She has been hospitalized so many times, I quit counting. Oof. And I, 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 it's gotten to the point where I literally feel like I live there. Yeah. Like, so, back to the hospital, you know. Like, I almost got an emotional one. I found out they were, you know, moving... You know, building the new one. I'm like, yeah. but but I live at the old one. No, that's my home. That's what my home. Doing? Don't take my home from me. I know that one. I'm all. I got. I got. You know, I know. I know my way around. You know, and I'm like, well, I'm now in that. I'm like, this is where stuff happened for me. You know, but if it wasn't for this hospital and the people who donate to help, you know, keep her happy and keep her comfortable. She wouldn't be here. Yeah. And and that's what we are doing. We are we are creating a home instead of a cold hospital for people. We are making sure that child life specialists can help not only the child but the mom, like in your case. So if you if this story has touched you today, just pick up the phone. 1-866-970-GIVE. 1-866-970-GIVE. It is the 17th annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon on Y107.